Yes, a very, very good evening to you from me, Father Emil. Welcome to the program As the Sun Sets. Well, it's been another very beautiful day here in Johannesburg. I hope it's been a lovely, lovely, lovely day wherever you happen to be. But stay tuned to Radio Veritas and stay with me as we pray the evening prayer of the church and reflect on the gospel of today. Can't believe it, it's almost the end of the week, but uh, it's the end of the day, and at the end of the day we simply like to turn our attention to the Lord and say thank you to the Lord for the gift of this day. So that's what we do, and I want to thank you for joining me. I know some of you are already sitting at home with your breveries in your hand, and you've lit your little candle just to make it a nice atmosphere, but maybe you're also driving home stuck in the traffic. It's the week four of the Psalter, Thursday, and so let's begin by asking the Lord to be with us. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. Let us join together now as one body in Christ, tearing down walls and building bridges between God's people of every race and every denomination. Let us be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Chantez tout le monde Allez, alléluia Alléluia Singing Allez, alléluia Alléluia Somos el cuerpo de Jesús somos la iglesia de Dios, somos el pueblo querido de Dios, caminemos siempre en su amor, cantemos a una voz, everybody sing Ale, Aleluya, Aleluya, singing Ale, Aleluya, Aleluya, singing
Hallelujah, indeed, and we're no doubt about that. We are in Easter time, and in Easter time, we really sing Hallelujah, praise the Lord. The Lord is my stronghold and my Savior. Alleluia. Psalm 143, a psalm for victory and peace. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my arms for battle and who prepares my hands for war. He is my love, my fortress. He is my stronghold, my savior, my shield, my place of refuge. He brings peoples under my rule. Lord, what is man that you care for him? Mortal man that you keep him in mind. Man who is merely a breath and whose life fades like a shadow. Lower your heavens and come down. Touch the mountains, wreathe them in smoke. Flash your lightnings, rout the foe. Shoot your arrows and put them to flight. Reach down from heaven and save me. Draw me out from the mighty waters, from the hands of alien foes, whose mouths are filled with lies and whose hands are raised in perjury. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord is my stronghold and my Saviour. Alleluia. Thanks be to God, who has given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Alleluia. To you, O God, will I sing a new song. I will play on the ten-stringed harp. To you who give kings their victory, who set David your servant free. You set him free from the evil sword. You rescued him from alien foes, whose mouths were filled with lies and whose hands were raised in perjury. Let our sons then flourish like saplings, grown tall and strong from their youth. Our daughters, graceful as columns, adorned as though for a palace. Let our barns be filled to overflowing with crops of every kind. Our sheep increasing by thousands, myriads of sheep in our fields. Our cattle heavy with young. No ruined wall, no exile, no sound of weeping in our streets. Happy the people with such blessings. Happy the people whose God is the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Thanks be to God, who has given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Alleluia. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Alleluia. And the canticle is taken from Revelations 
chapter 11. We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, who are and who were, that you have taken your great power and begun to reign. The nations raged, but your wrath came, and the time for the dead to be judged, for rewarding your servants, the prophets and saints, and those who fear your name, both small and great. Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they loved not their lives, even unto death. Rejoice then, O heaven, and you that dwell therein. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Victory and empire have now been won by our God. Alleluia. Gospel reading this evening is taken from the Gospel according to John, chapter 13. After he had washed the feet of his disciples, Jesus said to them, I tell you most solemnly, no servant is greater than his master. No messenger is greater than than the man who sent him. And now that you know this, happiness will be yours if you behave accordingly. I am not speaking about all of you. I know the ones I have chosen. But what Scripture says must be fulfilled. Someone who shares my table rebels against me. I tell you this now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you may believe that I am he. I tell you most solemnly, whoever welcomes the one I send welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Over the next couple of weeks, we are going to be hearing a lot about uh, what we've just started this evening. It's the chapters 13 to 17 of the Gospel of St. John, and it's uh, really the story of Jesus at the Last Supper, the great priestly prayer of Christ and so on, that will come right at the end. But what we have here today is the conversation between Jesus 
and his disciples. And now today, we hear he has just washed the feet of his disciples. And then he says, I tell you most solemnly, no servant is greater than his master, no messenger greater than the man who sent him. So, underlining the importance of service, that if the master has been one who has shown service, then we must never cease to show service and generous service to each other. Remember, Peter said, you're not going to wash my feet. And Jesus said, if I, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part in me. So the washing of the feet is the great sign of service, and service is the mark of our Christian life. And that's why it's so sad when we look around our country today, and indeed in many parts of the world, where we talk so much about lack in service delivery. And that's not a generous service, which people do for nothing, but it's a service where people get money for doing nothing and for bribery and corruption and so on. So let's leave that on one side. But what we need to mark our lives with is service. And that service is really a mark of love. That if we want to express our love for one another, that most often we're going to do that in the most profound way. And the most profound way of expressing, expressing our love for people is by serving them, by being generous in service. And that's why Jesus gets down onto his knees and he washes the feet of his disciples. And then he goes on and he tells people, he says, look, I'm not speaking about, he says, I, I, Jesus says, now that you know this, happiness will be yours if you behave accordingly. In other words, if we wash one another's feet, if we are at the service of each other, we'll be very happy. But he says, I'm not speaking about all of you. I know the ones I have chosen. Remember, Jesus says, I have chosen you. You haven't chosen me. But Scripture must be fulfilled. And, of course, he's talking now about the one who is going to rebel against Jesus, and that's Judas. And he says, I'm telling you all this now before it happens. And then he says these words, which I believe are so very warm and welcoming. I tell you most solemnly, whoever welcomes the one I send welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. I've often felt that warmth and hospitality is really a mark of our Christian vocation. How prepared are we to welcome one another? It might be at home, it might be the welcoming of a friend who comes to visit us, but how welcoming are we also at our place of work? Or do we always have criticism? Do we always say things that, that hurt people? Is there a welcoming spirit in our lives? And if we're going to welcome anybody, then let us welcome each other, knowing that as we do that, we are welcoming Christ. And when we welcome Christ, we are welcoming the one who sent him, namely the Father. So that hospitality and welcome is truly a mark of our Christian vocation. So, a couple of important things emerging from the reading tonight. One, service, the importance of service, and we see this in Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. And so we need to ask ourselves, how generous am I in serving? Do I serve lovingly and generously? Do I serve with pleasure? Or do I do it grudgingly? And then, 
also part of the same coin when we talk about service is welcoming. Do we welcome people? We do this, we have a welcoming committee, for example, at Mass on a Sunday, and people will stand outside, or some little committee, welcoming committee, will welcome people to Mass on a Sunday. But we find it also, we go to the bank, we find somebody welcoming us to the bank. And, and I think in our places of work, what should characterize or mark our place of work is welcome. When people come, is to make them feel really welcome. Give them a seat and a cup of tea and a coffee or coffee or a glass of water or something like that. But to make people feel really welcome. Because when we do that, they'll come back again. But it's not because we want their business. But it's because it's the right thing to do. To be of service to people and to be warm and welcoming to people as they come into our lives. Whether to our homes, our place of work, wherever it is that we are with people. And so... What adds flavor to this, what I'm saying now, is that when we welcome somebody, we are welcoming Christ. And when we welcome Christ, we welcome the one who sent him. I tell you most solemnly, whoever welcomes the one I send, welcomes me. And if our lives are characterized with that mission that I am sent by Jesus with good news to bring people hope, to show mercy and love and understanding and forgiveness. We are sent by Jesus. And he says himself in the gospel today, mm -hmm, the ones I have chosen. And Jesus says, you haven't chosen me. I've chosen you. So he chooses us and he calls us and he sends us out to be his disciples. And when we welcome people, we are welcoming Jesus and we are welcome, welcoming the one who sent Jesus, namely the Father. So, two things that I suggest you take with you from the gospel today. Service, which is an expression of our love, and welcome, hospitality, and warmth that we show one another. And that we know and realize that when we do this, we're actually welcoming Jesus and welcoming the Father who sent us and who sent Jesus. A few thoughts for us to reflect on. The disciples rejoiced, Alleluia, Alleluia. They saw the Lord. The disciples rejoiced, Alleluia, Alleluia. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. The disciples rejoiced, Alleluia, Alleluia. I am the shepherd of the flock, said Jesus. I have come so that they may have life and have it in all its fullness. Alleluia. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has looked with favour on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. 
He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I am the shepherd of the flock. I have come so that they may have life and have it in all its fullness. Alleluia. Now let us pray to Christ, who is our living hope of rising from the dead. King of glory, hear us. Lord Jesus, by shedding your blood and rising from death, you entered into glory. Let us go with you into the presence of your Father. You sent your disciples into the world, their faith made strong by the resurrection. Grant that bishops and priests may be faithful ministers of your gospel. Through your resurrection, you united the faithful in one hope and one love. May we share in your ministry of peace and reconciliation. Through your resurrection, you healed the cripple who begged at the entrance to the temple. Look with pity on the sick and display in them your glory. You are the first to rise from the dead, the first of many brothers and sisters. Share your glory with those who have hoped in you. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord God, you restore our human nature to a dignity higher than you gave it at creation. Look with favor on the mystery of your love and keep your gifts of grace intact in those whose life you have renewed in baptism, the sacrament of new birth. We make our prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit as God forever and ever. Amen. And now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always.
The beautiful voice there of David Parks. Let there be peace on earth. And let it begin with me. Yes, let's remember that we have been chosen by the Lord. Jesus said, I have chosen you. You haven't chosen me. And we go out in the name of the Lord to spread his good news everywhere. And he says, whoever welcomes you, welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me, welcomes the one who sent me. So, wonderful gospel this evening about service and about welcome and hospitality. So it's almost time for me to go, but I've got a minute or two, so let me just tell you quickly about our uh, pilgrimage that we're going on in December. I beg your pardon, September, going from the 2nd to the 11th of September. We're going to Rome for the canonization of Mother Teresa of Calcutta. She will be declared a saint on the 4th of, of September. So we hope to have about 30 or 40 pilgrims. So if you'd like to join us on that occasion and support this uh, combined pilgrimage, which is being put on by the Southern Cross and Radio Veritas, then please do go and visit the website, fowlertours.co.za, fowlertours.co.za. Read all about it, see what we're going to be seeing, where we are going, have an audience with the Holy Father. We're also going then to Assisi, and in Assisi, that beautiful place of St. Francis, and so many beautiful places in the vicinity of Assisi. So we're going to have a wonderful uh, exposure to Rome, the Vatican, as well as Assisi. And that's all happening from the 2nd to the 11th of September. So please do go and visit the website and uh, count your pennies and see whether you can't uh, put together the money needed to come on the pilgrimage. Of course, the more people we have coming on the pilgrimage, the, tre- the cheaper it's going to be in the end. I think at the moment it's going to cost about 37,000 rand, all-inclusive, and uh, if we get a few more people, it might come down to 30,000 or something like that for that for those two weeks. So do visit the website. That's Fowler Tours, F-O-W-L-E-R-S, Fowler Tours, FowlerTours.co.za and read all about the pilgrimage. You might like to go on some other pilgrimage as well, but we are encouraging you to come on this one to the canonization of Mother Teresa. It's a historic moment. One only gets canonized a saint once, and this is going to be the time when Mother Teresa, who is so well known in our modern day, is going to be canonized a saint. So we look forward to that, and I do hope we're going to get many of you telling your friends about it, and maybe you yourself coming on this pilgrimage. So, that's all I can say for the time being. From me, Father Emil, have a super evening, and it's good night, and God bless.